0: to the Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie ourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we are going to be diving into the latest episode of the Sea of Thieves Podcast, episode 10. We're going to be talking a little bit about that because there's some highlights that I thought I'd let you know about, but we got some new content. We got some, well, we got content in a way that I don't think that would really explain well if I. Just gave you a tagline, so we'll we'll have to get into that. But we're going to cover the patch notes as well as questions that came in this week, all that and more in this week's episode of the Geelhauled podcast. But before I get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they're the ones that are supporting this content. They're the ones that are helping me and my wife get to SOT Fest in the UK so that I can have a fantastic birthday. I can see my friends. I can go see the developers and. I'll also get to go and actually do a live recording, something that I want to get help with from you. I'm going to need your help with that. So I don't know if I'll have anyone to record with me. So it's going to be me up on a stage taking questions, uh, talking about the game. I'm going to see if I can get some content uh, creators up there with me so that it's not just myself alone on the big stage, which would be really weird. Uh, But I want to see uh, all the people that I can up there. And the, the the right now, the gold hoarders, the patrons, are the ones that are helping out with that. So I wanted to thank them, as always, as I do every single episode. Thank you to People's Republic, El Cute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Jabaro 5, Carl Embo, Kazia the Rogue, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Registella, Replicated Flame, Rust Kid, Norwegian, Skemelt666, Captain Dasm, That Kilted Guy, Tian Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Super Pack, Music me, the lore chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy Twenty, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Thor von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. I love all of you. You guys really do make my life easier. I can't thank you enough for the support. It really does mean the world to me. So if you want to support, if you're listening to this and you want to help contribute to Keelhauled Podcast, you like the content, head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast to pick a tier that works for you for as long as you want. And I will graciously announce your name on the podcast. Thank you so much. With that, let's get into the content. First on today's docket, we're going to dive into the time-sensitive content, because if you're listening to this, you want to know as soon as possible that right now you can get double rewards. In fact, there's going to be double rewards for each of the different uh, trade companies for the next week. Double rewards for Gold Hoarders only today. Order of Souls starts in, uh, well, actually, sorry, Gold Hoarders is for February 20th. Order of Souls is February 21st. Merchant Alliance is for February 22nd. The Hunters Call is for February 23rd. Guardians and Servants are for uh, February 24th. And then from... February 25th to February 27th. I don't know why I was stumbling on that is gold and glory. They're capping off the week when golden glory weekend, all golden reputation rewards are doubled with bonuses to renown and allegiance to now the thing that is fantastic about this is that they, they're expanding golden glory to a full week. Um, I'm not sure that I'm a fan of them doing like only one day for uh like each trade company if if i had my druthers and i think we've talked about this in the past i would love them to do this every weekend but every weekend be a different trade company so we've got like you know four different trade companies that you can really focus on um and that being like the servants and the guardians the gold hoarders the order souls and the merchant alliance um, and then the hunters call. I don't know. I really don't know how you would work that in. But typically every month you get at least four weeks, right? Um, and then if there's a fifth week, you could have a fifth week be the golden glory. But just to try and give these little little incentives for folks to drive uh, some of their their commendations and uh, gold earning through different weekends, you know, have them switch off. You know, uh, I think World of Warcraft does a fantastic job of having many events throughout the year, and in these many events are are every year that you have the same thing, but um, they also have kind of weak periods where during the week they have access to old content through time walking. So they'll go into the past and they'll take old content and they'll raise it up uh, or, or they'll lower you down to the appropriate level of that content so that you can go back and revisit some of the, that old stuff that's been in the game for the last 15, 16 some years ever since 2004. And um, that is, is something I could see CTEs doing. We have enough trade companies. We have the ledger systems. I could definitely see them starting to have like gold hoarder week or order a souls week or merchant alliance week or hunters call and then you know have have one or two a month with, you know, like a golden glory for community day. So that way there's a little bit of repetition going in with the different weeks. You know, every month there's going to be at least a couple different um, uh, factions that you can kind of focus on during that week of the month. Uh, So that way, if you're working on your ledgers and you're not quite sure what to do, you think, okay, well, it's, it's this week, we happen to be on a double uh, gold uh, in reputation for um order of souls why don't we start working on some skeleton forts why don't we start doing some of those uh skeleton missions that we haven't been doing for a long time you know we'll pull out the old uh order of souls um gilded voyage from the the holiday and and we'll throw that down and go blow up some skeletons you know we'll go work on this or that you know and and have ways to kind of showcase a trade company for an entire week as opposed to One day, because as much as I would love to be able to play every single day, I have a lot on my plate and I'm willing to bet I could be wrong. I know some of you sweats out there, you're sitting there thinking, nah, all I play is Sea of Thieves. As I've kind of like gotten into making content outside of Sea of Thieves with like the Xbox wrap up and then now like the Xbox expansion pass, I've been trying to stay up to date with other games. That means I've been playing a lot of Deliverous Mars. I've been playing, uh, uh, I just tried out the the uh, Like a Dragon or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Dragon uh demo that just came out. Plus, you know, we got Metroid Primes. There's so many games out there to be playing. So I've been trying to keep Sea of Thieves like in the purview, make sure I'm still playing it. I'm having a good time, especially on the weekend. when I'm streaming it and um, make sure that, you know, I'm keeping up on my ledgers because that's kind of like, you know, that's where I like to kind of make sure that I'm getting the content that's available to me um, while I work towards bigger goals, right? I think everyone wants to try and get those ledgers done. And uh, right now I think I'm sitting um, just below where I need to be for Athena's fortune. So I'm going to be looking for February 24th when we start getting the double gold uh, and double allegiance throughout the day. Um actually you know what? I take that back. The golden the the guardians and servants stuff, the the note for this says that it's um battle for the sea of thieves rages on. Participants in faction battles will earn uh double allegiance throughout the day so if i want to do that i'm gonna have to go do battles i can't just go do veil missions which is kind of a nice way to go and say like hey you know if you enjoyed the the golden glory community day that was going on uh not this weekend but the weekend prior then you know you can you can have a little bit of that for one day so i'll probably go out there and see if i can get some battles in Um, but then at least like the golden glory weekend will be going for the next three days um, if I had my, if I had to, to, give any feedback again to, to rare, I gotta say doing this stuff, um, at the end of the month is really really tough for those of us who've been slowly working on it throughout the entire month um, because we could have ourselves in a fairly secure position throughout the entire month you know we keep an eye on it we make sure that we're we're as high above it as we can get uh, and then golden glory will come in at the end of the month and so many people will try to capitalize on that and if you can't make that weekend it's definitely very possible to get pushed out of that Top bracket, which has happened to me a couple times, and it always seems to happen. Because of a Golden Glory weekend. Throughout the rest of the months um, usually it's not too big of an issue but there's usually one Golden Glory at the end of each month where I get knocked out of the top tier because I'm trying to stay on top of all of the other ones and I have to just push that faction to another month and it is kind of frustrating. Now granted we do get three months every season for sure to be able to start working on the ledgers so it's not too bad but every time they introduce new content for folks that can't play too often they start to fall by the wayside and i always try to keep those in the back of my mind when i'm thinking about like implementations for content in the future and how rare decides to do a lot of these events um now we did get a really nice uh question in that was um that came in from the actual uh, uh twitch so uh, or not twitch what am i thinking twitch it came in from twitter um so i put the call out on twitter i wanted to see like what kind of questions y'all have uh and one of the questions that i got actually came from ghost boy one of the one of the actual patrons it said should rare bring back Fortnite fridays and other events like this and i have to say yeah i do think they they should the events tab in sea of thieves has been pretty lackluster now, if you go into the events uh, tab next to the, uh, the, the actual season plunder pass, um, you'll always have kind of like those daily things you can kind of do. They've always got like a 1001 and a 3001. Uh, and then you've got kind of like the golden hour, which is like between five or six or six or seven, depending um, on, on what time frame it is for me uh, compared to GMT. But for everyone else um and also please rare if you guys can normalize the time zones so that it shows the local time that would be fantastic i would really that's a quality of life feature i would love to have to be able to see the golden hour in my own local time zone uh represented based on where my ip is um that would be fantastic if you guys could figure figure out how to make that work because there's there's some that's like est and then gmt and it's like i have to break out the calculator and start doing the math and i usually have this stuff down pat uh but yeah if it could show local time zones that would be fantastic but getting back to the question that uh, ghost boy put in um rare used to have Fortnite fridays and uh, which is a a funny play on words given that they're both now games as a service uh that you would be able to have like some pretty good uh, some pretty good like rewards for turning in fort loot and i think i think you could do something like this going back to kind of the world of warcraft stuff where you know they they would have time walking content for older stuff that would take you down to that level um likewise with sea of thieves Having a week where it is the gold hoarders, uh, a week, or you know, having like a, a gold hoarder Thursday, um, or an order of souls, uh, week where where the more skeleton captains you kill and, uh, or, or the more skeleton ships you, you sink, um, the more renown you get for, uh, that or, or the, uh, the more, um, uh, reputation that you get for that stuff like that you know i think that would be really interesting to kind of like toy around with and and that's kind of what they're doing with this right like the double rewards thing is kind of a way for them to say like hey you know we typically just do golden glory uh but why don't what what would happen and what, how how much engagement would people have if they started to work on certain trade factions for one day at a time and we'll test this out for a week and see how people Uh, go see if people actually engage with it the the main concern that i have is that it is so short notice that unless you're paying attention to socials or you're listening to content or watching streamers talk about it it's going to be a a real tough time for folks that aren't making sea of thieves their main game to really jump on to to this to take advantage which you know helps facilitate what i do for for fun with with the podcast but it does make it a lot tougher because i want to try and get this content out for you so just to kind of wrap things up with this for the next week we're going to be having a trade company focus for each day leading up into a gold and glory weekend Uh, and if, if I recall correctly, we're actually going to be getting more drops, uh, this weekend for that golden glory, uh, weekend as well. So we should be able to get more of the, um, what's it called? oh i just blinked on the name what are the the twitch drops called it's not the we we already got the uh the celestial stuff out of the way but uh we should be getting more of the eastern winds sapphire set which is the 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 brown set um i'm pretty sure that we're i I really feel like i need to check myself on this but i'm pretty sure we're getting more of those let me let me actually switch I'm, i'm gonna go take a look okay i'm not crazy i did remember this correctly we are in fact getting more uh eastern wind sapphire set which again mostly brown but that's okay um we're going to be getting the uh 24th through the 27th it's going to be the belt the dress the gloves and the hat So starting on the 24th of February, which is just, uh, I I believe that's the Thursday, Thursday or Friday. Let me take a look because actually I should probably know this too because I got stuff I got to do around that time. Okay, so it starts on Friday and it goes till Monday. You have four items that you need to watch and you need to watch one hour per item and claim that item uh, before you can start on the next hour. And again, I, I have to tell you all, if you're using Chrome go to the Google store, look up automatic Twitch. It's a drop moments and points system. It automatically claims it. There's a way that you can go into the settings to actually turn off the notifications so you're not getting a bunch of notifications about how many points you've claimed or how many drops you've claimed. I have never missed anything while watching Twitch and having this extension go live. It has never missed or not claimed a drop for me. And I've been able to just have it on in the background you know usually friday uh, i got a lot of meetings on friday i will usually have one of my favorite streamers up whether it's like fuzzy or uh uh, uh carities you know d- doesn't matter who it is but I'll, I'll usually have someone up in the morning and i'll just have their stream going i'll lurk i'll keep an eye on it and while i'm working in in meetings and getting stuff wrapped up for the the end of the the week uh, i'll be earning my eastern wind stuff and thanks to the automatic twitch extension it's just it's it's already there it's already done i don't have to think about it and it's great I I absolutely love it. So again, February 24th through the 27th is going to be the Twitch drops for your partnered streamers. Make sure you guys are supporting them as well. Shout out to the ones that I I frequent on a regular basis because I absolutely love you all. Uh, It's fantastic that you're streaming so that I have an opportunity to continue to collect this content. Uh, So again, if you guys are out there and you're getting drops, make sure you're thanking your streamer for the time that they're putting in. Give them some love. If you got a prime sub uh, that's available, great time to drop it on them let them know that you appreciate them being there so that you can get this content because without the streamers and without rare they wouldn't have the content and we they wouldn't be showcasing the content so i appreciate them for being able to do that Um, but definitely make sure that you're doing that and that kind of coincides with the the fact that we have these double rewards going on so it'll be nice to um have the opportunity to go out there earn some extra cash get some extra renown uh make make some money because i don't know about you but we we got some new content to actually play around with and it was kind of nice to have some more uh stuff to go buy at this point so um let's take a break we'll jump into the actual patch notes for this latest update um because there's some really fun stuff that came with it Now, I want to apologize because I did not realize that the last update that we got that was back on the date that is not showing up on the patch notes whilst looking at this. But but it was 2.7.2, which why doesn't their patch notes have a date on this? This is so strange. Um, let me go back and find out. This was January 18th. Okay, so the last update that we got brought with it a bristling barnacle set, which I I went out and picked up all the pieces for for the actual, like, Uh, weapons and clothing pieces i didn't realize that there was actually a barnacle set that came for ships as well too so there's a new version of the ship set for the the whaling barnacle it's a recolor that is now available and purchasable since uh mid-january um so if you guys didn't realize that um definitely go take a look at the different uh vendors over at the different outposts because i did not realize that there was also a ship set it was like it was so caught in with the rest of the stuff that they were actually like putting out on the the actual note for this on the patch notes completely overlooked it my apologies usually much better about that kind of thing but we did get a new update this month we actually got it a couple days ago or actually last thursday technically uh that brought us up to 2.7.3 now the fun thing about this is that it brings in more emporium emporium content which as you know is all kind of the real money stuff and and it's really kind of interesting to see like what they are actually doing with this the weird thing about this though is that not only is it towards the end of a season but it's also a a crossover tie-in with one of microsoft's other ips and if you haven't seen it you're missing out because they finally brought master chief to see a thieves and i'm very very happy about this uh you can now go and purchase the Infinite Depths, which is the <laughs> it's the play on words for Halo Infinite. The Infinite Depths, Ship Collection, Costume, Weapons, Weapon Pose emotes. And there is a freebie emote in there called the uh, Freebie Armor Mock emote, which is uh, a play on the Armor Lock, which I believe... <sighs> I was just talking to Luke Lore about this. I can't remember if it's from... I think it's from Reach where they had the armor lock. I got to go back and play Reach because I I never I did not connect much with the actual characters in that one, and I'm being told that I need to go check it out again. So I might have to go replay Reach. Um, but that is the free emote, you know. So get out there, get your free emote. Um, so if you want to get your armor mock, it's available. But everything is themed for Halo and in Halo Infinite. So the costume is really fantastic. It is a green jacket. You have um, a metal spaulder with some uh, uh, actual um, plate mail that goes down your arm, uh, your left arm. The 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 hat that you're wearing is kind of a green piratey hat, and they have. Just it, it almost looks like a knight's uh, face shield, um, but it is all green and they've got a visor that's in between the two metal parts. That's the gold. And there's a, a nice little kerchief that's around your uh, jacket that's yellow. Uh, you got a little container, um, a little wrap, a little, little, I don't even know what I would call it, but like a parchment container, a little cylindrical thing on the back the small of your back and there's a, an emote that comes with a costume that is the music box and when you pull out the music box you pull it from the back of your head which I, it took me a while to, to, to think about, like, why would you be pulling a music box out of the back of your head? And it finally clicked that that is where Chief keeps Cortana, the little chip that has Cortana on it. So you reach to the back of your head and you pull out a music box that's blue and you open up the music box and you get the the halo music. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do justice to it, but it's the halo music. And um, there's a little uh, a little woman. That looks like Cortana, a little wood figure of Cortana, a little flat one, um, kind of like the the skeleton that you see in the other um, uh, music boxes that you see in all the outposts. And she just kind of turns and you hear the little music and it's like, oh, ah. I see. I'm not going to do it, but I want to do it. But you guys know that the the, the Gregarian chants, you know, the, the halo music. Uh, and it, it is fantastic. Um, the weapon set fantastic job on the weapon set oh my gosh the eye of reach looks like it's trying to be a mix between a carbine and a needler and i'm i I like it it's got a pink scope but it does not have a pink lens so if you if you have those cursed reaper items and you think uh you know i really love those but the the scope on the eye of reach is red and it's a red hue and it, it gives me a headache don't worry about this one when you go to buy it because the the pink uh, scope does not actually have the pink lens. The Blunderbuss looks like it is taking on the Mangler, uh which is is <laughs> it's really cool. I love that they went with the Mangler on that. Um the pistol looks like uh, a plasma pistol, which is great. It's got a little attachment, it has a little couple little green glowy bits and stuff. Really fantastic job there. And the sword is a two-pronged sword. That is the energy sword, right? And I've been saying it all week, I can't believe that Sea of Thieves has a better representation of the energy sword than Destiny 2, who just celebrated their 30th year anniversary for being a studio and put two swords in Destiny 2 that if you were to put them together would make the energy sword, but because Microsoft owns the IP for Master Chief and Halo, but bungee can't legally put in the energy sword, even though even though destiny uses swords, it's so funny that Sea of Thieves has a better realized energy sword or energy blade than than Destiny 2 at this point. It's so nuts to me. Um but I think I think they've done a fantastic job with this crossover. It's something that I love to see. I, I really do love to see how Sea of Thieves is able to take other franchises other intellectual properties um from the the kind of breadth of xbox right now and find a way to have fun with it and then build something that is in the style of sea of thieves um, for their emporium sets now if you if you if you remember me talking earlier i talked about how there was an infinite depths uh, ship collection and i wanted to read the actual little bits from this because when i looked at this i tried really hard to understand where they were getting the inspiration from and i think it's from the angry ai which if you have played halo infinite you know that there's ai for the multiplayer uh i think it's one of the ai voices that they have for that but i could be mistaken there could be some sort of halo lore that i'm just not privy to to be able to, to to be able to speak to properly about where this set is inspired from but it's all red it's all it's all black um and it looks really interesting but here's the little bit that they that they put in the patch notes so i'll read this for the infinite depths ship collection. Follow in the footsteps of fellow outlaws beneath distant stars with this rebellious ship set. The collector's sails and figurehead are available to purchase separately. Uh, Pirates are looking for just the core components of this ship set. uh, Can purchase it from the essential bundle for at a reduced cost. And it is really unique. It just has um, kind of a starry looking guy who is all red with red eyes. And I, the only thing I can think of is, is that it's a take on one of the AIs from the multiplayer aspect of Halo Infinite. But it doesn't nearly ring as cool as the the Spartan set that was available back in, gosh, what was that? Is that 2019? I think it was 2019 that we got that Spartan set during E3, uh, where you could you could watch and get the, the, the really, really nice Spartan set. And I did, man. Oh boy, did I when I got this costume, I went on my sloop. I I put on the Spartan set. I put on the, the master chief costume and I started clicking photos as, as quickly as I could. I got a whole bunch of goofy looking photos of me walking around and shout out to Davram too. We were playing on Saturday and, uh, uh he he was you know he was doing his kind of thing he's usually in his ferryman outfit um and i told him you know strip down put on some purple pants and the the sunken curse because i think you're gonna be the the really large uh chubby um arbiter and and you'll be the arbiter and i'll be chief and we'll (laughs) we'll kind of role play as as uh, the halo the halo ship and have our fun with it. Um, but it's, it's really, I gotta say like they really did a fantastic job with the emotes, with the weapons, with the costume, with the ship set, all of it does really look fantastic. And it's one of the best crossovers that I've seen. I think, um, the, the gears ship set probably up there as well. Um, the Royal squirrel definitely up there, uh, for conquer and, i kudos to the team for for getting imaginative and really pushing to have some fun with this um have some fun with with the actual halo infinite because i think halo infinite has a lot of good points i think it's been really struggling with its direction um but that's a a whole nother story still really love that game fantastic game i got to so glad i got to do the campaign co-op and get all my achievements for it so glad that i got to play through the campaign a couple times um really really hope that game does something in the future because really good one i just i like that one So the next bit of stuff that I wanted to talk about from the patch notes actually ties into the Battle for Sea of Thieves. Season 8 is still in full swing, and they have been working tremendously hard to try and bring brown balance changes and uh, cut out as much exploits as possible. Um, one of the things that they said in the actual patch notes says matchmaking improvements. So further improvements in this area are now increased uh, the size the, of the, the matchmaking pool. Allowing players to find more crews who have joined the fight. Uh, These improvements work towards reducing matchmaking times and improving the suitability of skill-based matches. Really nice to hear that because um, I know that one of the main issues that happened was is that for after a while you would start to run into really really long queue times, thirty minutes, which is honestly unacceptable when it's a brand new system. Like every the queue times should be almost instant for a brand new pvp system that everyone's jumping into to get content for right uh so the fact that we are running into extremely long queue times um in the first season that's i'm glad that they worked on that because that is definitely what will make or break it for a lot of people uh and they also made some changes as well too so the athena's fortune emissary flags now if you're if you're familiar matchmaking can now be done against Uh, same faction battles. So in the battle for Sea of Thieves, Athena Fortune Emissary Flags won from faction battles. That's key that that they're specifically won from faction battles can now be handed to the Mysterious Stranger in return for gold and reputation. This ensures that players can profit from same faction battles as well as rival faction battles. Now this doesn't count For those of you who find an Athena out in the open, you're not in the battle for Sea of Thieves, you're not diving, you're not defending, you're just out and about. If you find an Athena's Fortune flag just willy-nilly, they're not going to take that one. It's only for faction battles. Make sure you remember that when you find a flag. Don't think you can just take it to the Athena's Fortune. George is not going to take it off your hands, so don't even ask him. Uh, They also wanted to talk about some other game uh, gameplay improvements with this. Um, One of them is ghost ship damage balancing. Uh, Players or player ships colliding with a ghost ship during an encounter will now result in reduced hull damage. Um, If you have been doing, which is the one that's really rough on you, the ghost ship ones from order of souls those are the ones that really really hurt you uh the the ancient veil or the veil missions um the athena's ones those ones don't really hurt that much you can you can sail through one of those ghost ships and it won't really mess you up uh just like how the water is not really real um with the regular ghost ship battles nice to hear that the ghost ship damage will be pulled down a little bit Um, kind of trivial, trivializes, uh, what happens with galleons, but definitely makes things a little bit easier for sloops. Um, especially if you get caught in, in the middle of a big, a big wave of them moving through you, um, that can be extremely detrimental if you start to get like six or seven holes, uh, in your solo. Um, the other thing that they brought in with this was hiding ship names. Captains now have access to a new setting. Providing creators with more control over their ship's crest, the banner, and the logbook. Uh, captains enabling, quote, hide my ship name from others, will now find the ship's name is replaced when their ship is viewed by another player. The existing settings for replacing gamer tags, ship names, and captains' gamer tags have all been renamed to improve consistency. Um, the thing that I wanted to bring up with this is I was sailing with Davrum and we came up against a ship that had an impronounceable name. We could not figure out how to act. And to this day, I can see the letters. I could not tell you what the heck this name was supposed to be. The weird thing about this was is that uh, it, they were at an island where we had to go to finish up a tall tale. Cause we went sailing this weekend. We tried to get more tall tales done. We got all the way up to the shores of gold and then ran out of time. Uh, but as we were playing through, we went to one of the islands, Sunken Grove to go finish up the revenge of the morning star. You have to go, you know, obviously go dig up the, uh, the chalice of uh, resurrection. And when we were there, there was a sloop that was just kind of chilling there. And we did a little bit of a lap around cause we figured, you know what? we've been we've been being a little salty we've been fighting some people you know most of the day it's a sloop we're a sloop why don't we just you know be chill with them for a little bit you know we just want to get there and do our thing they don't have to bug us we won't have to bug them we fired off a couple fireworks no response we did a sail sail by and we saw one guy on the island get killed by a skeleton captain didn't bode well speaks a lot to this to the quality of the pirate who who succumbs to a captain uh skeleton captain right so I pull up next to the boat and as the person who's on the ship uh, that we can't pronounce the name um, is trying to get back to the island they get swarmed by a bunch of ghosts Uh, Phantoms right and I'm like Sitting there in front of their ship Wondering how they're going to react Davram's off trying to actually get the 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 chalice of resurrection, bless him. Uh, and I was just sitting there thinking, like, eh, you know, I could probably shoot a couple of cannonballs and uh, knock out some of these phantoms, make it a little bit easier for this person. Hey, maybe they might actually come talk to us. Uh, sure enough, I killed a lot of the phantoms, and sure enough, the person did come try to talk to me. Um, but they they must be using a new type of sign language that involves a sword, because all I could un- all I could make out was, "You must die." Uh, But it was only through sword swipes. So I had to, I had to kind of put him down in place and say like, okay, this definitely feels like a kid. There's no, there's no audio. There's no communication. They're just here. They're having trouble. They they don't try to communicate with me in any way. And the first thing they do is climb onto my ship and start trying to sword swipe me. So most likely a kid, I'm going to say, you know, probably squeaker. Um, bless them for wanting to to hop on to play some Sea of Thieves. Love to see it. Get get them, you little pirate. I hope you become a salty sea dog in the future. And uh, we ended up having to sink their boat because obviously, like, I I'm not going to babysit uh the the squeaker while we try to get the the chalice of resurrection we're running low on time i gotta go help with dinner and Davern and i were wanting to try to finish up because it's already late for him on east coast so saying him we got the log book this is the long story by the way uh we get the log book right and it's the same name that was on the ship crest also on the banner when we scoped in to check and see like what type of ship it was right it wasn't until we got to the end of our mission uh, when we were sitting there and we realized that we still had a book as we were turning into um, Plunder Outpost because that was where the end of the mission is, right? Turn in the Shroud Shroudbreaker Stone. And we turned in a bit of the loot that we'd gotten. I can't even remember how we got it, but uh, I forgot that we had the book. And when I picked up the book, I took a look and it was the same stats that were on there when we looked at the book earlier, but the name was completely different. And it really made us kind of confused because it was like, that's not the name that we both tried to pronounce that I still can't pronounce uh, earlier when we were kind of dealing with this sloop. So I know that they have probably set it up so that hiding the ship's name from others will work. The question that comes into my mind is will it work if they leave the server and you still have the book or will it revert back to the book or to the, uh, the, the actual name of the ship that it is and not the replaced name? So if Rare is listening, hopefully you guys are, hopefully you guys are, are still kind of tuned in on this kind of stuff. I would definitely take a look to see, does the book retain the made up name for uh, the ship even after the crew leaves the server or does it revert back to what the actual name of the ship is? Because if you're looking to avoid harassment and you want to provide uh you know a captainship for your crew to earn milestones as well as you know earn milestones for yourself but you don't want to deal with the repercussions of getting um bothered because you don't want your name to be kind of present then I would definitely make sure that it stays all throughout the entirety of when that book is, is made available, either either through looking at it from your actual ship, or if someone sinks you, or if you leave the server and, you, and someone comes in and finds that book. Um, Davram actually made a really nice question for the Sea of Thieves episode, which I'll, I'll kind of get to some of the stuff about that, but actually brought up the question, you know, Will there be a way for us to be able to store the book, our captain's log, uh, so that players can't just go and turn it in? Because it's kind of a shame to have to deal with the fact that, like, I didn't sink; I was successful. Why are there people making money off of my ship's log? I personally don't mind either way. It doesn't matter. I leave karma crates from time to time, so it's not a big deal. Plus, I'm not even there to even really have it. So there's no context for what type of person I am or what type of ship ship I run uh, just based on you finding a random book in the ocean. Uh, Just the same way that I don't care who any of the people are Uh, in the books that i find when i log into a server go out to my ship and find something glimmering in the water it's just another item sometimes i use it sometimes i don't most of the time i'll just throw it on my boat and if i happen to be swinging by reapers i'll chuck it into their uh you know library and let them live with that and I'll get a little bit of of coin out of that, but I hope that this is working beyond just when the customer, when the, not the customer, that's a weird way to say it, Uh, when the pirates that are on the server happen to leave the server, right? the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show boy I gotta apologize because you know how I was like hey I gotta get you the time sensitive stuff at the front of the episode well I'm 30 minutes in I forgot to talk about the free pancake puzzler emote there's a free pancake emote if you uh, log in between the February 17th and February 24th so there's still time you're good you still have a couple days to be able to jump in but definitely make sure that you're doing this you only have to actually go into Sea of Thieves and play for a little bit that's all you have to do it'll be automatically delivered to your vanity chest there's nothing you have to do nothing you have to worry about but i do want to make sure that you are aware of this so before 24th 10 a.m utc make sure that you log into sea of thieves to get this free pancake flipping emote and i'm not saying flipping is like a like a you know i'm saying flipping is like you're actually flipping the, the pancake it's actually in a pan and you throw it up it's not like a pancake it's like a flip the pancake so hopefully you guys remember to do this i i i I, again super sorry i didn't put this at the top of the episode with the rest of the other time sensitive stuff but make sure you're getting in there and getting this as well too um other things that actually came to the game that were actual cosmetics fancy enough uh the outposts the clothing shops now have a mauve uh, majestic sovereign clothing set which is close to a plum but a little more brownish uh that's going to be available for for now if you guys want to purchase it for gold it's in the game for it's in the game forever so don't really worry about like when you get it you just go and buy it whenever you want and we also got some new vanity items uh again this is over at the clothing shops uh this is going to be able to give you uh, a new type of hair a new type of beard and this is really actually this is kind of exciting there's a new ancient ward tattoo that is uh of the i can't even think of it it's been in the game artwork for so long it's in the art book it's in the the actual like uh spoiler stuff there's a couple of the first crew that have it you could actually get it i believe from the infinite pirate generator as well too like it was something that you could you could actually get on your pirate but you had to like roll the infinite pirate generator for you know a, a solid 16 to, to 36 hours if you wanted to try and find the right pirate for it um but if you'd put in that time you could have potentially have actually gotten the art ancient word uh tattoo but that's available now for gold you can actually just buy it wear it it's a beautiful cost ca- ca- uh, tattoo set i actually really like it um but i have the the old keelhauled logo one that has just been on my pirate for for oh god years at this point. I've never changed my tattoo set. It's always been the same one. Uh, I also have the same scars too. Ever since the uh, the cursed sales event, um, never changed the scars. Scars and tattoos are all the same. Those are those are never changing at all. I'll change other stuff sometimes just for like a uh, see a style stuff. But I'll get into that actually in a in a hot. Actually, you know what? It, are we done with the rest of the stuff? Is there anything else going on? Okay, I, there's there's a couple of fixes I need to talk about. I'll get into the CS style stuff in a minute though. Um, gameplay. Let's talk about some of the fixed issues so that if you see these issues happening, you can let Rare know. Hey, by the way, you thought this was fixed. Double check this situation because we ran into it. Uh, ammo crates being held by another pirate can now be harpooned. Players attempting to stand on a barrel attached to a ship's harpoon will now find themselves slip off into the water. Good. Players using the harpoon while migrating across servers will now find the harpoon remains usable on arrival. Very good. Pirates traveling through the tunnels of the Damned with a barrel attached to their harpoon will now find they can release the item and continue to use the harpoon within reaching their destination very good gunpowder barrels aboard a ship will now be detonated by attacks from ghost ships megalodons and krakens i don't know who's putting gunpowder barrels where that they would get detonated from a ghost ship a megalodon or a kraken if you're doing this really need to reconsider where you're putting those things like tip of the bowsprit is preferred crow's nest if maybe you're you're kind of kooky back of the back of the ship if uh, if you really don't feel comfortable putting it on the bowsprit but those are now susceptible to ghost ships megalodons and krakens so heads up on that one uh taking resources or fireworks from a crate and you and then using a sunken merfolk statue to return to the ship uh, will no longer refill the crates with items so no cheating you people out there uh the contents of storage containers will no longer revert to default values after migrating to a new server yes thank you i usually don't migrate to servers but that is a that is a rough one right there and then the exclusive athena's fortune items from the legend of the veil voyage will now progress the hider of legendary secrets commendation which if you don't know is when they put in the burying stuff Uh, pondies will no longer appear in the lower level of sea forts boo boo i don't like that i liked having pondies down there that's that's bs rare i don't like it. it bring them back the battle for sea of thieves let's talk about this here's some some of the fixes that they put in dropping treasure off the side of the ship while sailing below the waves no longer causes the item to float away above the ship if you accidentally drop a flag off your bowsprit i didn't do it it wasn't me players can no longer beach their ship on an island during the battle to be moved outside the battle arena no skipping islands Dying when diving below the waves to hunt another crew will no longer cause the battle to fail or for both crews. I didn't know that was a thing. That's a terrible bug. Uh, The commendations entitled His Favorite Crew and Risk It All now have updated descriptions clarifying that any faction ship destroyed will progress this commendation. Very helpful. And then the commendations entitled Quite the Collection and Souvenir now display all requirements in their descriptions. There's some other stuff that goes into the Captains of Adventure. Uh, captains savoring uh, a livery, decoration, or trinket should now consistently find their safe com- uh, customizations, persist between sessions. i mm, I'm still having some problems with that one. Uh, crews will no longer find their ship fails to release a Captain's Log when sinking, even when the server already contains many ruined logbooks. Um... That's a weird one, but I guess it's if, if, yeah, I don't know why that one's fixed. Like, it's okay. Uh, let's see if there's any here that really does. There needs to be a hotkey. Rare, if, if you want to do me a quality of life favor on this one, there needs to be a hotkey that if I want, I can lock the cosmetics for even myself. So that it's not just the crew members, but it's also myself. So I don't accidentally go and access the the trinkets or the trophies when i'm trying to put a piece of fish down on the stove i can't tell you how many times i've gone to try and pick up a fish that's about to get burnt and i accidentally open up the trinket menu because it's like right next to the stove so if there was a way a little toggle in the settings to be able to toggle that very much appreciate that great quality of life easy win for me um starting and canceling the legend of the veil voyage should now ensure that treasure treasure from shipwrecks is removed from the world i think that's a persistent one from old stuff not too big of a of a deal on that one uh user interface cycling through throwables used as assigned hockey will no longer cause the cannonball section on a player's radial to disappear that's good Uh, accessibility the disable blur option now continues to function after traveling through the the tunnels of the damned thank you much appreciated Um, and I think that is it yeah they're still working on server performance they're still working on uh, lower performing hardware to make noticeable improvements um, for speed and textures when loading into an approaching island. So you don't you don't get the in Nintendo 64 islands out there anymore. Or the, the PlayStation 1 islands. Um, and then improve server stability to, to help prevent instances where using a harpoon could cause players to be, to be disconnected from the session. Um, I know that there's one in here that I'm missing. I can't remember where I saw it. Uh, but I do know that they ended up fixing the harpoons at the sovereigns. uh uh, uh, what is it called tower what what do you guys call the the thing that's over there Uh, the the sovereign's uh turn in point the little harpoons that are up there will no longer hit something uh not allowing you to be able to use those harpoons those now work which is amazing thank you so much for fixing that All right, I think that's going to do it for the patch notes. Uh, Let's talk about what do I want to talk about. What do you guys want to talk about? You know what? Let's talk about style of thieves. We're going to be talking about the themes. This is opening up on the 20th, which if you're listening to this, the date's released is today. You have one day to post your entry before it moves into the next one. So entries open up on February 20th. The first one is historical dress up transform your pirate into an iconic figure from history remember to include the name of who you've embodied in your post submission again this is going to be over facebook it can be in the discord it can be on uh instagram it can be on twitter any of those you can post uh and you just have to make sure that you have the right hashtag for the right thing so twitter at sea of thieves hashtag style of thieves all together instagram hashtag style of thieves add your entry uh to the reply for each daily theme post on facebook and post your entry with hashtag style of thieves in the pirate fashion channel on the official discord so the 20th uh is going to be historical figures the 21st athena ambassadors the 22nd party gear and then the 23rd is reaping reapers or repping reapers so you have your, your, uh, themes. Good luck to all of those. It's all going to be done internally. So you have a better chance of winning. If you're not popular, like, uh, I don't know someone else, someone who's popular, uh, and make sure that you're getting in those, um, different things. I am I have no clue. This is actually a lot harder themes for me right now. So I've been racking my brain on trying to think of like the perfect person to be able to dress up as. Um, I'm going to try and stay away from powdered wigs, though, because I think that's kind of a. I think it's a a bit of a cheat thing, Um, but we'll see. I'll see if I can do that again. No emotes, no crew photos, no uh, environmental details As plain a background as you can possibly make it showcase your style, not the inventiveness of what you can do around it and, and try and do something outside of the actual clothes themselves. Um, No costumes either. So get out there, get your style on. uh, And hopefully you guys get those fashionista gloves, the finery gloves. Um, as we're kind of moving out of that, I wanted to talk about the uh, the actual um, Sea of Thieves episode 10 for the official podcast. Now, if you don't know, Sea of Thieves does an official podcast. It's about every six weeks, roughly. Hopefully, they try to keep that um, as much as possible. You're getting the top devs for this. So don't expect that they're going to be able to have this on a regular cadence. They're very busy working the job that i work i'm amazed that i'm able even even able to really like get a couple of the meetings that i do get in in just because i'm usually so bogged down with other stuff going on but i wanted to talk about some of the stuff that they brought up in the actual uh podcast because i thought it was interesting um and there's been a couple tweets that have come out from mike later on that were really kind of interesting so season nine mostly going to be quality of life fantastic to hear that because with season eight coming in with just pvp it would be great to see some really good uh changes that really embody some of the role play aspects of stuff that's going on in sea of thieves they talked about duels on on twitter and mike didn't say that duels were coming for you know fights within your crew if you wanted to do a duel but that's something i know that has been talked about for a long time so i imagine that's going to be a good quality of life thing that we could probably see um they've also talked about clothing loadouts uh this is something that mike's confirmed in the past um clothing loadouts are going to be coming to sea of thieves very excited to have that i love having uh different characters that i play as my pirate so that i can have different sets so if i'm a captain i'm wearing a captain thing if i'm wearing uh you know if if i want to you know get into some weird garb or if i have a character like if i'm never going to get another pirate for my account and i i will only ever have the one pirate that i have i at least would like to have the ability to change costumes without using the technical costume costumes Uh, i just want to be able to create my own look and then save that look and call it stupid look number four And then if I want to, you know, if I'm in the middle of something and I want to go change my outfit to show it off to someone, I can go into the little clothing chest, click on stupid look number four, and then poof, I've got a beautifully stupid costume. And I, and I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, uh, I know that they are, they, they just announced that they have a codeb partner that they are going to be able to help with focusing on stability and quality of life things. This is nothing new. This is something that they've actually announced in the past. Um, this really does kind of reaffirm that, that they are looking to have the main team at, at Rare. Cause right now they've, I don't know if you guys know this, here's, here's kind of a little breakdown. Maybe this helps, maybe it doesn't. A lot of this is kind of built off of what they've talked about in the past. They have multiple teams, at least five teams there. And each team is kind of in charge of their, their own little thing. Each team is kind of working on a season and they've got a theme going and they're working on that theme. And they're going to worry about like when it's going to be available and what kind of the key features are for that different season. And everything kind of fluctuates because believe it or not, the teams help each other and some people will be working on one thing, other people will take like a vacation and there might be a very um, high important thing that gets pushed out. So there's always kind of this this fluid timeline that's getting shifted slightly here and there. And features will, you know, either not make it to a season and get pushed to another, or not. But they have a fair amount of teams working on this. Um, they have two different uh, companies that they're working with right now for the cinematics, uh, as well as the the stream content that comes out for for rare. So, and and I do want to actually showcase this too. If you happen to see something from the stream content that comes out, and it puts in an item that is used for something specific that is not always necessarily a teaser that is not necessarily like a hint at something right sometimes they just are using an asset because it's not the rare team themselves um that that looks cool that will work for the stream assets that they're that they're using right now and be able to to have like something look really nifty uh and inviting and engaging and you know just you know trying to drum up some of that visual style uh, of sea of thieves and not everyone is going to remember the importance of certain things but they try to go through and comb through all of the different things that they're going to be using for upcoming content And make sure that they that they run it past a quality check to be like, hey, do you think anything in this is going to ruffle any feathers or send the wrong message? And that has to go through approval. That has to go through a lot of things. And sometimes people are just so in the future at Sea of Thieves that they forget, okay, is this out yet or is this not out yet? Because if it's not out yet, then, then we have to take it out and replace it with something else. If it is, then we should be good to go. And a lot of people are not always like keeping a close eye on everything right they're looking at the whole picture as a whole and nothing really jumps out we the eagle-eyed fans will take everything uh and and, and instead of taking it with a grain of salt we will 100 percent assume that it was intentional and with purpose like they've done in the past for some stuff and try to label that as um a tease or a hint or some sort of thing like if you want to look at what's coming in the future of sea of thieves the best thing i can point at is when they do their their news videos and sometimes they have footage in the background that has something that has not been released we've seen that a fair fair amount of times and we've reached out to uh to the devs on twitter and they say it's coming it's just in the video but it's not coming yet it's just it, it will be coming at some point um I can't remember how I got on that. I I really don't. Oh, we were talking about teams. So there are multiple teams that are working on the different seasons. We know that they are working with a co-dev team who are helping to kind of make sure that builds that are going out are getting tested more frequently, that they're able to have them kind of work on the stability of content that's getting pushed out. They've talked about this in the past, um, and they're making sure that new content that is getting pushed out is also falling in line with uh, making sure that content that just recently got brought out is um, not uh, running into bugs or, or issues, which is a very hard thing to do with a game that has been out as long as this one because every little thing needs to be tested, and that is a lot of hours. There are more players out there testing the game for Rare and running into issues than there are devs who can actively play through the game to test for every Every case scenario, they can run the code and see if there's any critical layers, um, but players will always find weird interactions, either with hardware issues or with um, uh, just finding exploits in the code where something doesn't work properly uh, and it breaks something. Um, we will always find those a lot more than the studio will because they are continuing to work on their live game uh, as, as they bring more and more content into it and this is they still this is still like they're five, they're getting close to 5 years in but this is the first time they've ever done a live service i imagine whatever ever wild ends up being if it does happen to be a live service game which I'll, I'll go on record and say right now that it is most likely going to be a live service game as well, too. Um, just based on the the trajectory of how Microsoft likes to have their studios releasing content, Rare has proven that they've been able to take a game that has not done as well at launch and really make it shine, really polish it up and really get some fun content in there to make it into a, a dynamic interesting live service game that is probably one of the best live service games out there as far as uh availability of content for um cost of 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 entry like you only have to spend at most 30 bucks on sale uh well i guess it's a, you could probably still pay more for that but i i've regularly seen the game go down to 20 to 30 dollars most of the time it's around 40 that is the one barrier entry that you have to have for sea of thieves and an internet connection and game games with gold. No, not games with gold. Xbox Live. Is it still Xbox Live? I can't remember if it's still Xbox Live. That's awkward. I think it's just Xbox. <laughs> I know. I have no idea. They changed something at some point. I can't remember what it's actually called now, but I, I, feel, I feel like they retired Xbox Live, but I still call it Xbox Live. Whatever it is, um, you have to have it <laughs> to be able to play multiplayer games. And I think that's really the only Barrier to entry, which is f- so crazy to me. Sea of thieves, all of the content right now, and I know you're looking at me. You're like, yeah, yeah, but I'm buying stuff in the Emporium, and I'm buying the Blunder Pass, so it's not really free content, is it? Yeah, no, it is 100 free content. Everything that they've released since the beginning of the game that pertains to story or or content that they've brought to the world um, outside of cosmetics from the Emporium and the plunder pass everything available for free it's, i just i i wish i wish bungie took a, a sliver of that pie that was like free content pie and just offered that to, to destiny fans because boy howdy does destiny want to bend you over when it comes to the fact that they're like oh yeah you gotta buy for our you gotta buy the expansion for forty dollars then you have to spend ten dollars per season there's four seasons so that's another forty dollars uh, so after you're done paying for the eighty dollars guess what if you want any of the dungeons that get released this uh this year you're gonna have to spend an additional amount of money for that as well so when you really look at it spending hundred dollars on the collector's edition is a steal and you're like Oh, it's gross, but it's true. I don't like it. It feels dirty. Get it out of my mouth. So there is uh, a lot to be said when it comes to see Thieves releasing content like this. And they're constantly putting out more and more content. And I'm glad that they're able to do so much with just the Emporium and the Plunder Pass. Uh, to be able to afford to bring on a co-dev studio to be able to help test and develop uh, content for the game alongside the main teams that are currently walking, working, walking, uh, currently working on the the seasonal content that's coming every season. Right. So anytime <laughs> it's so hard for me to get upset when I know how hard they're working on this game. Uh, but to speak to something that I think I was upset about was actually the cheaters. Um, this is something that in uh, and, and, and I, I want to thank TN professor I want to thank um hefe uh, uh, uh patty you know uh, uh peoples any of the Chenzo, like any of you guys in the discord that are are the the normies is is, is you know the the keelhau crew any of you that have helped kind of, suss out some of the stuff that's been going on with the cheaters um, by providing links to stuff, especially TN Professor who's been giving me links and breakdowns of uh, sites that are cheating or offering cheats, paid paid for cheats for Sea of Thieves. Um, I've been passing that information on to the community team so that the community team can take that information and then supply it to the people who are constantly working on trying to stop that kind of stuff. And this was confirmation in season uh the Seattle's um podcast episode 10. They've talked about how they are working on fixes for the cheaters that they have a zero or zero tolerance tolerant no zero tolerance policy there we go uh for cheaters they will ban them um i think they even ip ban them but i'm not a hundred percent positive on that i could have swore i remember them talking about that one time uh where they ip ban um to depending on the degree of the of the 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 error of the person right and uh i'm glad to hear that they're willing to do this i'm a little bummed that they can't talk about it because I, i would like to hear like these are the things that we've seen and if you use them you will get banned because i think that goes a long way to say like oh we're looking out for cheaters because if people are are using the the certain cheats like the auto aim or the uh the the dropping kegs on chips or you know being invisible or having having immunity things like that if people know that rare is targeting those specific cheats you will start to see fewer of those cheats in my mind um, but they did bring up something that I thought was very interesting, and I and I w- I would love to know a percentage on this because I think it would help with understanding how minor this uh this this group of people who are cheating is, because um, it feels a lot more rampant than it actually may be, and I think that's just because of the nature of social media and interactions. And as soon as you start to hear that there are cheaters in a game, that's when you start to being like, hmm. That feels a little sus. Was that a cheater? Was it was, was it, like Call of Duty is I think the one game where I can actually sit there and be like, oh yeah, that guy's definitely cheating. Cause you can see, you can see what they're doing. You get the kill cam. And you and and that's not something you get in Sea of Thieves. It's not even something you get in Fortnite that I know of. Um, but at least in Call of Duty, you get the you get the kill cam. So you can sit there and be like, I don't know how that dude killed me but I'm going to watch this kill cam and I'm going to see how long he was tracking from where I was and you can watch it and you can be like, Oh my God, that dirty SOB. He is 100% like cheating and you can report them like right then and there. So I'm hoping that, um, whatever they're doing that it's it's beneficial i i hope that they're at least having talks about like getting an anti-cheat set up for pc that's beyond just the azure stuff if that's what they're using because boy howdy um it doesn't feel good and it's and it's to the point where it consistently wants to push me more and more towards the Xbox side of of gaming, which is fine. I still really enjoy playing on my Xbox. I actually really do love having the the perfect frame rate for that uh, when streaming because it's just it's so much it's so much better. I don't have to have the down res graphics for my my old beat up PC uh, while I'm streaming and i but i'm i'm too used to mouse and keyboard it's so hard i'm comfortable with both but i'm like definitely proficient in one and i think that's because i started on pc i think that's why uh but I, i oh man i love i love my my master chief elite controller i love my red xbox series x controller um but yeah it's just uh it it, the 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 hacking stuff continues to push me away from wanting to play on pc i i don't want to have to deal with that if i don't have to and i don't have to on xbox it just really limits like who's going to be able to jump in on me uh if i want to have like a spur the moment crew member um what was what else were some of the things uh that i wanted to talk about so we talked they talked about the quality of life they talked about some of the stuff that's coming they're going to be announcing the new name there is if you head over to the to golden sands outpost they've did they did some changes with this update um the two no one two three three no two of the trading companies are now in in new buildings uh, which are fantastic. They're so beautiful. Oh my god, the art team over there is just absolutely killing it, man. They are. They need to be arrested for murder because they are just killing it that much. Uh, but the Merchant Alliance, the Shipwright, and the Castaway are still the odd folks out on Golden Sands Outpost. Everything else looks fantastic. But um, uh, we have a a statue that's set up with a cloak over it, and we don't know what's under the statue. Um, I'm sure if people wanted to data mine it, they might be able to find out what's underneath of it. Uh, May not, who knows, they may not have actually named that asset in the game. They've been a lot smarter about that uh, ever since people started digging out stuff for the mystery. And um, what what I will say is that I have a strong feeling it's probably just going to be Merrick. I think it's just going to be Merrick because at this point, like Merrick was the one that really did kind of head up the whole saving of golden sands like and if they're going to sit there and like rebuild golden sands because they were able to save it it only makes sense it's like oh okay well the the catalyst to us saving it was merrick and merrick's dead so let's put merrick as a statue on new golden sands outpost or whatever they're going to call it you know they might call it uh, you know uh, merrick's I can't even think of something witty I wish I could think of something witty right now but uh, you know merrick's maritime uh, 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 place <laughs> stupid name uh but you know Merrick's place and um where everyone knows your name and that would probably make sense because he's dead he's down in the the pirate pirate legend tavern uh, you know, drinking away and whatnot when he when he wants to. And for all intents and purposes, it would make sense. I, I mean, it's not like they're going to sit there and be like, all right, well, we're going to have a tribute to Wanda because Wanda was the one that caused us to have all these issues. And if it wasn't for Wanda and uh, Flameheart, then uh, we would never have had to rebuild old Golden Sands. And now that we've got new Golden Sands, boy, howdy. Thank you, Wanda, for being the uh, the thing that really kicked this all off. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's just Merrick. <laughs> it's, it's, it doesn't seem like a big surprise if that's the case. Um, but it, it is kind of cool that they're doing that. And I love I love that they're building this up little by little. Also, whoever the environmental artist is that's kind of working on that, I know there's a lot of hands on it, but do me a favor there's like a couple pixels on a couple of the things that are just a little off you just do a quick little like quick little quality pass on that baby you know just kind of like you know grab that little x handle and just like that'd be fantastic i would love for that to just line up perfectly so i didn't look through the crack Um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up that I actually kind of liked, uh, well, two, okay, uh, three three more things, three more things, and then I'll, I'll... Four. Four more things. All right, real quick. Solo players are going to be seeing a lot more content geared towards solo, player, solo players, not solo players. Not like solo as in like Han Solo, but so, well, yeah, no, not like Han Solo. Uh, but, you know, if if you are a solo player, or maybe you even just like hopping on sea of thieves for a little bit of time uh as solo to do stuff um they are looking to try and build stuff that it is taking that in consideration uh so not like shores of gold where it's just it's miserable they're gonna try and do stuff like that i don't know what that means i imagine that it will probably mean less time on an island or sailing from place to place you know a little more concise content which would be fantastic. It really would. Thank you if that's the case. Um, but it's nice to know that they're taking solo players into consideration, and they want to validate solo players as a as a fulfilling and rewarding way to play Thieves. Because so many people um, are in the impression, and and they they touched on this is that solo play is hard mode. If you want to play hard mode, you go solo. And there's something about that that is really disingenuous to the folks that just like to hop on to have a little bit of fun. And maybe they're waiting for someone and they don't want to do it. One of the things that I'm constantly hearing from a group of friends that don't play Sea of Thieves, but do like to play Sea of Thieves from time to time, but it's not like their main go-to, is that when they only have about an hour to two hours to play... Most of the time, they want to jump into one of two games. It's either going to be uh, Call of Duty or Fortnite, maybe Halo from time to time. But they don't want to jump into Sea of Thieves. And that's because currently, right now, the perception with Sea of Thieves is that you're going to be in it for at least a couple hours at minimum. And something is something about having gear, or not gear, uh, content that is geared solo players offer something in my mind that suggests that if we do run into a situation where we want to do something in Sea of Thieves and we only got an hour, that there's more availability of stuff to do in the game for that. Um, it's something I've talked about a lot where if you only have an hour, the best thing you can do, hop in, go do a C fort, cash in you're good to go that is it it genuinely is like some of the best things that you can do in the game you can go fishing for a little bit you can go do a couple skeleton captains and dig up some stuff and turn it in but if you want to get a fair amount of loot in the shortest amount of time um and you've only got like an hour to do it sea forts are really the best way to go and it'll be nice to know if rare is taking time into consideration as well as difficulty when it comes to solo content uh the other thing that i wanted to touch on was is that they've got another mystery planned and that the mystery that they have planned is coming after the fifth anniversary content drop that they have now we found out that the uh the the Briggsy arc story arc is being delayed um and that the next adventure uh which is i believe the dark deception i don't have it up in front of me so i can't i can't quote it but i think it's the dark deception that one is not actually going to be something that will pertain to finishing up the captain Briggsy storyline so we're not gonna we're not gonna be going to the sea of the damned in the next one most likely and not figuring out what's going on with the temple i have a feeling that that might actually indeed be the content drop for the anniversary, the fifth anniversary, which is really surprising to me because it is still a fair amount of ways away. We are still at least a month away from that content. Um, So do they plan on doing the uh, Dark Deception adventure? Are they planning on doing that and then whatever comes for anniversary and then the Briggsy stuff? Because they talked about the second uh, mystery in this episode. And that the the next uh, mystery is planned out to be a timed window. Uh, There's going to be a time frame for when it's actually running because they want people to be invested in the mystery the entire time that it's running. Uh, Whereas with the first one, there was a steady ebb and flow. They would release something on Twitter. We would play around with it. We would get something. We would go into the game. We would discover it. We would kind of suss out what's going on. And then it would dip for a while. And we wouldn't see anything about that. Um, for a hot minute and then something else would pop into the the community uh, threads on on twitter and whatnot and that would kind of kick off a new thing and then in between then we had adventures we had uh, community decisions we had events things like that we had a new season and so much of the narrative that was being crafted for that first mystery was left to the wayside and so much of it to the point where People were hacking the game to well, not hacking the game. They were um, I can't think of what they what what do people call it? It's not like uh, it's not a code monkey. It's a um, it's like an it's not like an asset scrubber data miner data miner. That doesn't sound right. I think it's data miner though. Uh, they'll data mine. Yeah, they don't. They'll they'll data mine the the game to look for uh little things that they can find that might be tied to the mystery. And when they find that, they figure out what the what the next step in the mystery would be if it's like swimming down to the bottom of the ocean in the middle of nowhere to find a shipwreck that has a bunch of stuff going on about DeMarco that no one had any idea on how to find then yeah then they'll get bored and then we'll find out about it either way and it will ruin part of the mystery because we didn't have that connective tissue that took us from uh, gold coins spelling out something to finding the 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 spyglass, to finding the wreck and then figuring out where to do the blah 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 and then it all gets lost so they learned <laughs> changes are coming the second mystery is actually going to be a block of time in after the fifth, after the fifth anniversary so after that time then i'll actually get in there and start playing around with uh what's going to happen with that mystery and it'll be smaller concise i like it thank you do that more please love you um i already covered one of the other things i want to talk about with the fifth anniversary i'm glad that they're doing a big content drop for that i can't wait i'm really excited i think they've got some really special stuff in store and uh i think it'll be really fantastic it's probably going to be the best anniversary sea of has um flameheart is coming back in his skeleton glorious form can't wait would love to see that happen i think that might actually be kicking off with this with the new season uh for for anniversary update that would be it would be spectacular if that's the case um who knows it could be later on this year too could be an e3 thing could see them do a a thing with E3 where it starts off the way it started with that old uh, 2017-2016 E3 video that came out where he's actually, you know, he's got the sword up and he's like You know, they could 100% recreate part of that as a cinematic for E3 this year to kind of kick off like, hey, guess what? The big bad for Sea of Thieves is finally back and you can now go into the game in three weeks to go fight him and see what's going on and then have him retreat back to Reaper's Hideout because he's never actually going to get killed uh so looking forward to that can't wait should be really fun Let's get into questions because uh, we, we actually got some questions out in this week and I was very happy about that. But um, if you guys have questions too, I, I definitely really please. There is a whole channel that is dedicated just to questions and feedback for the, the, the in the discord um, for the podcast. But uh, shout out to super pack who wrote a question who says we've got more starting supplies now and rare has done a lot to make mechanics in the game faster and easier for all skill levels. They've said in the recent podcast that they want to make things easier for solo sloopers. Should rare add the ability to run while carrying treasure? I see streamers doing the speed running treasure and storage crate thing all the time. It's finally time to bring that ability to everyone and just allow it as a is it oh is it finally time to bring that ability to everyone and just allow it as a mechanic? Thank you, CJ, for writing in. I I, I really appreciate. It. If you guys don't know, uh, CJ also goes by Super Pack, um, who's Super pac-man not Super Pack like the government thing. And uh, he is the the host or one of the three hosts over at the Player One Podcast, um, and it's just a fantastic human being in general. Can't wait for uh, their their. Uh, he works for um, uh, the companies that work on uh, tech, Tetris Connected and uh, a, a Res Infinite. So. If you guys have any, any affinity for those, like definitely go, go buy those games. Cause hundred percent support CJ. Anyway, chilling aside for my friends, uh, the answer is yes. I, I would love for them to have at least at the very least single handed items or, um, being able to carry one item. If it's a small item, being able to run with it, I think would help, um, a lot i i really don't like loot sprinting i think it's something that is uh, uh something that you can do on controller it's a lot harder to do on controller it is something that is uh, affords people who are on pc the opportunity to really kind of take advantage of that reduce to hold uh feature and rare is fine with it for all intense purposes but it's clear that people want to move uh gear fast and faster than they currently are um the sovereign tower with a harpoon is clear that they don't care about how quickly people turn in content or turn in um treasure to to the sovereigns because it's just one turn in point and you can do it very fast uh in a or in a fast fashion with the harpoons so they don't care about how quickly you turn it in at this point in my mind. Um for captainships, which is a, a weird thing, but whatever not going to get into that right now because it's not worth it. Um but I do think that loot sprinting should be something that's either just brought to some, brought to everyone, or taken from everyone. And I'd much rather they just give it to everyone. Just allow us to sprint with treasure and have it be on a cooldown if it needs to be. You know, have it be something like you have a stamina bar. Uh, I think Flame Heart. No, not Flame Heart. That doesn't make any sense. Falcor. I think Falcor's talked about a stamina bar in the past, and it tied directly to jumping, which I think was because it was the question about people who were double gunning and jumping all the time being harder to hit for console players so there would be a stamina bar that would you know you'd only be able to jump so much before you you got tired which makes sense you know it's a that's a logical step um i think if you brought in a stamina bar you could have stuff like that you could have it so that you can only jump so much before you get tired and you have to let your stamina recharge you can only sprint with loot for so long before you just get tired. Cause right now you can sprint as long as you want. There's no, there's no, uh, uh, you know, there's no cutoff for how long you can sprint in the game. You can sprint for however long you want. Doesn't, doesn't ever slow down. Um, but if you're holding loot, I could 100% see them having a use for a stamina bar that would tie to jumping that would tie to, uh, sword lunges sword lunges could have quicker recovery with the stamina bar um, you could start building in fruit that gives you stamina start pulling it straight from zelda you know come up with your own ideas about that too but i could see a, a world where that would be super annoying but if it didn't remove the ability to run infinitely in general right like if you wanted to run and you weren't carrying anything you've got great stamina it doesn't it doesn't deplete your stamina bar but if you're carrying something that's going to wear you down if you're constantly jumping that's going to wear you down stuff like that to uh, try and facilitate a bit of balance or at least a measured response to being able to uh, move quicker with things that traditionally have bogged down um, your, your play style and it, it maybe that's like a baby step into deciding whether or not we should just be able to sprint with loot. Like maybe that's just like the gateway drug into getting that feature just turned on altogether. They can play around with it in insiders if they want. Um, if people are still playing insiders, who knows if they are. Uh, but I, I, I love the question. I think it's a great way to really kind of talk about some of the things that you see other people doing that really is kind of like it, it's it is mostly relegated to pc players which is a real shame because it, i think it's something that everyone wants i think pc players are just getting away with it uh at the moment that is it's is a lot tougher for console players so let me know what you guys think if you agree if you disagree if you see the red flags and i'm not seeing them let me know like what are the things that you think is like oh no we, we can't do that. that that like it would break this this and this and that would just it'd be too tough. I'd love to hear some feedback on that one as well, too, because we have the community episode coming up uh, next week, I believe. And uh, with that, um, it's going to be Golden Glory weekend. I understand you guys are going to be busy getting in there. We'll keep it short one hour, same time as usual, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, 3 p.m., uh, no, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 9 p.m. Uh, UTC, no, BT, no, yeah, yeah, UST, U- UTC, UTC, <sighs> GMT. I don't know. Why do we have to have time zones when the, f- when the earth is flat? It just doesn't make sense. Um, I think that's going to do it for this week. Pirates. I, uh, I am going a lot longer than I have in the past. We had a lot to cover. It seemed like last episode, we didn't have anything. And I think that was because I forgot that there was a podcast that came out and I totally could have talked about it then, but, um, now's a good opportunity as any to be able to talk about it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. If you do, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of me, head over to Patreon com forward slash podcast if you want to show your support if you don't want to show your support there Tell a friend about your Sea of Thieves podcast that you listen to at work or on the way home from uh, from from work or to work. And uh, uh, if you want to say hi, there's plenty of ways to do that over on Twitter at c a p t underscore l o g u n or on the uh, the Keelhauled podcast um, Twitter handle, which is just at keelhauled pod. Uh, also, the the Discord server is a great place to meet people, to say hi, to keep up, keep up with games, all kinds of fun stuff like that. Um, the the email email address head over to c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com if you want to uh, email me in i did get an email i don't have time to jump into it because it's a bit of it's a bit of a big ask, but I kind of actually want to jump into it. Um, But I did get a question in asking to dive into some of the characters uh, from some of the the stuff that I talked about last episode. Uh, So I wanted to make sure that um, I at least address it in this episode. So yes, I did. I did get your email. I am interested in in diving into that a bit. Um, But I got to try and make sure that if i do that I, I try and get as much information about those characters that you're looking to so um not to say that i am ignoring it because i definitely don't want to but thank you for the email i did get it i just can't um I can't fully address it this this week. It would be way too tough. Uh, other than that, if you guys have time and, and the opportunity, uh, there is the YouTube channel. You can always like and subscribe there. That definitely helps with uh, my feelings. I don't know if it helps with the, with the algorithm, but it definitely m- makes me feel good. Uh, and also over on iTunes and uh, um, Spotify, uh, Google reviews, iTunes reviews always help me out um, in, in the way that they make me feel good or bad about the... P- the content that i'm putting out there uh spotify um has a five star rating system five star yeah five star rating system that um i am always always excited to see uh whenever i do check in on those it's like oh my gosh a lot of people went and started rating this stuff that's fantastic thank you so much not expected but definitely appreciated um but i think that's gonna do it so pirates thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves We'll be right back. back.
1: Listening to a robots radio podcast. Spark shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.
0: Nominated in New Jersey's Here Now Audio Fiction Festival 2020. It's Bioshock, the Midnight Series based in the dystopian underwater city of Rapture, witness what it was like for civilians from different walks of life before and after Andrew Ryan's city fell. It's a tale of deception, downfall, and survival. The Midnight Series, a podcast by Preston Hardin. Listen on Spotify, Apple, or wherever
1: you get your podcasts. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stopped loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault, to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart and their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal, and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout, two men, one wasteland, and so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast, rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing.